Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. That sound you might have heard was Eddie hitting his computer against a microphone. Yeah. I do it all the time. But the microphones are always there. But I, they just are always in the way. You know what I mean? No, but they're always there, so that would I they're not in the way if they live there. I know. I do it all the time. It's yeah. ridiculous. I'll start us off. All right, show starts now. Good to see everybody. We've got a lot to talk about. I have so many things in my mind. I like to start with pass interference. Would you like to hear about it? Yes, absolutely. I think that, and I'd like to put pass, interfer- uh, pass interference and free throws in the same category. Because I think if you, let's say I'm uh, Chris Paul, and I hit Devin Booker, perfect pass, and Devin Booker gets fouled and has to go shoot free throws, and he makes the free throws, I think I, as Chris Paul, should get an assist. Because I gave him the ball that allowed him to make those points. Interesting. Because he wouldn't have even had a shot to get those free throws and make those shots if I didn't give him the perfect. It's an assist. Yeah, he has to make the the free throws, both of them, to get the assist. I think there should be an assist given if you put him in a scenario to score, and he scores. That's what an assist is. You give him the ball. He catches the ball or her, but in this situation, you make a pass to a person that allows them the opportunity to score based on how good a pass yours was. So let's say I'm Devin Booker, I get fouled. Boom, the ball doesn't go in. Well, Chris Paul just hooked it up. Perfect pass. Got him in that spot to get fouled. Then he makes the free throws. That should be an assist. So does he get an assist if he makes both? Oh, yeah, both. Love it. I, I like that, because, actually. And you could say one, because what if it's uh, uh, one shot? Well, yeah. if you're only doing one, that means you probably made the other one. So that's an automatic assist. And you got the assist anyway. Yeah. So stuff. that's a bad rule. They should change that. The other one is... And that's why I get to pass interference for. If I throw a ball and it's 25 yards and it's interfered with, that should count as a reception and the yards because it was about to be caught. Somebody got screwed in fantasy. Somebody got, no, I didn't. It's not even about me. <laughs> I feel like this is where this is coming it's, from. It's not, but think about that. Why would they interfere unless it was advantageous to the receiver Correct. that it was about to get caught? Unless it's the one where they're not looking at the ball. What is it? If you're looking at the ball? Yeah, your head's got to turn around. It doesn't matter. You should still... That should still be counted as a reception, and the yards should count. Because you just it's not about fantasy at all. I, I get Mahomes. He's crushing. It doesn't matter. But I think that that's— I that, know, but when your receiver gets like, you know, 50 yards on a pass interference and he doesn't get the points for that, I hate it. But, yes, and he might have caught it if somebody oh, had dicked with him. For sure. So that's the—those that, are my two. Yes. Well, I was going to say one more thing. What if it occurs in the end zone? Does he get a touchdown? No, I That's think too much. You think you draw the line somewhere, Kevin? It's <laughs> too much, okay. Kevin. I'm just seeing how far we can go <laughs> but here. You don't, you don't get the touchdown because a touchdown wasn't put on the board. Fifty yards are put okay. on, okay. on mm-hmm. uh, you know, on a play or on a pass yeah. interference, spot of the foul, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So the fifty yards is there. It just is a ghost fifty that nobody gets. So that fifty yards should actually go to the receiver and the quarterback, and it should be a reception. You removed any chance for them to do it because of cheating on the other team. And sure, they got flagged, but you're just going to the point that you would have gotten anyway had there not been cheating for the most part. Do, go ahead, Adam. Adam's mic's not Your mic's not on. Do they change while Adam's getting set up? Do they change rules every year? Like, do certain rules yes, get changed every year? Yes, they go year? into meetings. And sometimes no rules get changed. And sometimes they're so tiny. That you don't even notice they change? you wouldn't even know. So that's just what was on my mind before I came in here. Hmm. I just wanted to share it with you guys. I agree with both of those things. I would the like assist one is so easy. Yeah. I can't believe that's not already a rule. That's so, it just should be, it's just common sense. If I gave you the ball that allowed you to score those points, just the end. Here's the thing, I passed you the ball, that opportunity was presented to you by me and you scored points. Now whatever happens in the middle, even if it's free throws fouled, you actually do make it, that's an assist to get those points. Boom. Pass interference yards, I understand that could be a little more controversial. It's not even real controversy. I can understand people could disagree with that. But again, if there wasn't the pass interference, if the why why would there be pass interference most of the time? Well, probably because the receiver was about to catch the ball. Had an advantage, mm-hmm. which most times turns into a reception. That's my thought. It doesn't change the game at all. It literally just rewards the player. So there's no difference in the score or the outcome. Just rewarding the player. And it it'll hurt us all in fantasy. Good and bad, depending on who the player is. Right. So that's it. That's my thoughts. Send that up to Kamish. 
Oh, for sure. They'll hear this and change it. Yeah. Your mic work, Adam? Not yet. No, All right. Yet. So you weren't in here when we started the show. That's what happened. Adam had to poop or something. Adam. He was gone. Um, okay. So there's that. Let's do the warm-up. You guys want to warm it up? Yes. Warm it up, Chris. I'm about to. Warm it up, Chris. That's what I was born to do. All right. Your favorite show right now, favorite TV show, favorite streaming show right now that you're watching, you're into, it's number one. Eddie. Right now, I am waiting every week for White Lotus because I'm caught up and I love it. Season two. I saw White Lotus season one, loved it, and this is the second season of it. I think there are two episodes in. There's a third one waiting for me at home. I will be watching it this weekend. Never seen an episode. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a hotel resort, and they're different ones. It's almost like a, a, a whole a branch of resorts or whatever. And the first one was in Hawaii, I believe, and this one is in Italy. And so something always goes wrong in the resort. Some there's like it all starts with a uh, a murder. Like something's happened and we don't know how it happened. So the whole show's built on what happened in that situation. Is it funny? Uh there's funny things in it, you know, but for the most part no, it's like it's like a mystery. That's Adam pecking on his microphone over do it. You you get to just wait it and talk instead of pecking him over. <laughs> but That's anyway, White Lotus dude, so good. That's like no, Yeah, yes. yes. Uh Mike I was watching White Lotus too, but I don't love it. The show I love right now is Atlanta. It's on FX. It's the final season. I love Childish Gambino, and the show's funny. Kick off, Kevin. What is the question? The show, favorite show right Kevin now? Kevin was running around trying to he fix was. out his microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, trying to be the technical guy here. Uh, yeah, favorite show right now. Right now. I'm not really watching any shows. Nothing. No. Nothing you're He's waiting. got a girlfriend. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like... Well, so do I. Well, it's like football. You got a wife. And, I know. It shows. I mean, I have my go-to shows, but yeah, I'm not watching anything new right now. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm looking, by the way. So if you guys know of any. Well, Eddie said. White Lotus. White Lotus. And Mike said. Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Adam. I'm, I'm late to the party on Yellowstone. I finally got on Yellowstone. Um, Laney Wilson was going to be on there. I was like, I really want to, I love Laney. I want to catch up with the show. See what's, see what's going on. It's good. So there we are. Where are you? Season uh, one? Season two. We're kind of at the end of season two. Uh, Peripheral's really good on Amazon. You watching that, Mike? I haven't started it yet. I'm going oh, to. Oh, man, it's awesome. It's probably a just me show, though. Caitlin's the one that brought it to me. And she said, hey, I want to watch the show Peripheral. And I was like, ah. Even though every show she's ever told me is good, I just always have to have resistance. I don't know why. I'm just a resistant person. I'm like, oh, man. Just, just stubborn. <laughs> stubborn as crap. Maybe I just want to be like, fine. So then I'm like, remember when you made me do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You hold it against her. <laughs> And is she started, still in a peripheral? Loves it. Wow. And But halfway through the first episode, she goes, oh, no, this is a you show. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it is a me show. It's great. And it's about, I'll say virtual. It's 10 years in the future. So it's not 100 years. It's 10 years in the future. And we, you know, we already have a bunch of virtual stuff and meta and metaverse and da-da-da. But it's really good. If you're not science fiction, I watched Inside Man on Netflix. It was a show that ran on BBC. It's only four episodes. That looks good. Stanley Tucci is a is on the is a, getting the death penalty, and he's able. He was a criminology professor. He's able to figure stuff out from behind bars. It's, Ooh, it's good. It's only that looks four, good. It's only four episodes, and again, it's a BBC show that ran over there. And in England or the UK, they run things short. Yeah, they'll do two episodes and that's it, or two series or two uh, seasons and that's it. They call them series instead of seasons. They always have a definite end. Like, no and it's more. like, brah, brah, done. Can't wait for the third. Oh, we don't do a third. Mm. The Office was two seasons <laughs> of the UK version. You know, a lot of those shows are just two seasons and that's it. And they move on to the next thing. Interesting. All right, that's the warm up. Now, the tittle tattle. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the tittle tattle with Which team do you think is most likely to have their playoff hopes crushed this weekend? Michigan hosting Illinois, TCU at Baylor, or USC at UCLA? And remember, guys, you can blow your whistle if you disagree with what right. I say. Have them crushed. Well, a lot of people are calling for TCU to get beat, but they've been calling for that for a while. And what's scary to me is I'm now going, ah, maybe TCU does win, which means they're going to get beat. <laughs> I don't think Michigan loses, but... Because I want uh, USC, I'm not bought in on USC anyway for two reasons. One, because they have very good defense, and two, I don't get to watch them enough. They're always on at late, late eleven, night. and I'm not going to go back and record the show or the show. I saw my grandma. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and record Mama's Family on v- VHS and go back. I don't get to watch them because they're not on in prime television time where I can really just sit back, just hanging out, watch them. 
Because really, I don't sit down with a notepad and go, oh, look what they did here, second and eight. They really brought the... But if I can just sit on the couch and have the game on and, and watch two and a half quarters, then I know a little bit more about the team. But I, I'm going to go USC. And the, that Pac-12, they just eat each other alive over there. Yeah. It's almost like the SEC, but the Pac-12 doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, Where true. the SEC eats each other alive, but you get the benefit of the doubt because you're... The Pac-12, they're like, ah, oh, they're the Pac-12. And so if you have one or two losses, you're automatically mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I want to go USC. They're probably the team that could lose it. I wish UCLA hadn't lost last week because that would have been fun. If they both were in the mix for it, that would have been fun. All right, next question. Which is more likely to happen in your mind? Three SEC teams or, speaking of Pac-12, one Pac-12 team makes a playoff? Probably the one Pac-12 team makes the playoff. I think it's going to be hard. for A lot of things have to go right for three SEC teams. Because those three teams would be Georgia. You're, and you're thinking LSU sneaks. Uh, uh, t- Tennessee. Let's just talk about all of them that could be. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Georgia at one. You got Michigan, Ohio State at two and three right now. And at four, you got TCU. You got Tennessee five or six and uh, LSU right after that. So w- what we're thinking is with the three-teamer is that Ohio State or Michigan, one has to lose and fall out, which would then pop Tennessee into there. And then if TCU loses, somebody else pops in there, and that's LSU. A lot of things have to happen, and that doesn't automatically mean that if Michigan or Ohio State play that one of them automatically pops out. Let's say Georgia loses, and one of them goes to one, but then the other one falls to four because oh the game boy. is super close. There's just a lot of things that can happen. I'm very interested in this. I love talking about it because, yes, it'll probably work itself out, but maybe it doesn't, and it's fun talking about what if it doesn't. And I think that there's a lot of things that have to happen exactly right for three SC teams. You know what has to happen for a Pac-12 team? USC just wins a couple games. That's it. And will they lose this weekend? Maybe. Possibly. Probably. But I think it's easier to go if they win a few games they're in, then, okay, here we go. The LSU has to win the SC Championship. <laughs> yeah. Ohio State, Michigan. So, yes, I think a Pac-12 getting in is probably slightly, the odds are a little better of that than the other way. I'd love to see an SEC team that's not supposed to get in, get in, because I love to hear people cry. Yeah, I love there'd hear, be a lot of commotion. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love commotion. I love crying <laughs> when it's not me, the one that's crying. Doing the crying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? Which second-year quarterback play has surprised you more, the progression of Justin Fields or regression of Zach Wilson? Well, I have a couple things to say about that. First of all, I would say the progression of Justin Fields just because it kind of happened real quick, meaning we are at week three this year in the NFL, and he still sucked. Oh, yeah, it happened like after a few games. Yeah, I mean, it was a game and a half, basically, mm-hmm. when we started to go, oh, the, okay, now, now they're going to run on purpose with him. But it was them calling an offense and using him in that offense differently. First of all, he had no receiver before Claypool went over there. But still, he didn't want to throw. He didn't want to sit in the pocket. You saw that. He'd draw back. Oh, crap, go. He'd run out immediately. So it's that point when they said, okay, well, if this is what we have to deal with, then let's deal. If we have to deal with this, let's just deal it. And they started running him. And he set the record for most most running yards by a quarterback in a game of like 180, basically. So that was surprising because it came out of nowhere in the middle of the season. I don't – I'm not going to – that's the answer. But I'm not going to say that Zach Wilson has regressed so much. He has been hurt this year. I think it's hard – to when you miss time because of an injury to come back and then it's like, oh, you've, got, you've gotten worse. You've regressed. He may have gotten worse, but we know that he was injured so much that he had to miss games. So I can't commit to – and also the Jets have won. So I'm not totally on the Zach Wilson sucks wagon. I've never got on the Zach Wilson's awesome wagon. Not even after the whole thing with his mom's friend? He's awesome there. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Hey, he's awesome in his own well, special I'm, way. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he's awesome in a way I wish I was awesome back in the day. But I wasn't. Uh, but I'm going to go Justin Fields. Okay. Absolutely shocking. Absolutely surprising. I love it. Yeah. I, I hope the Bears lose because I'm losing money every time they win. Sure. So keep on losing. But I, I, it's great. It's great. All right, what next? Do you think the Dolphins offense and Tua's play will regress when the temperatures go low and it gets a little colder? It's interesting about Tua is he's never really had to play in cold weather, just even collegiately, because he played at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Dolphins, perfect. Per- but the good thing is they play half home, half away, so it's just a few games. They haven't lost a game with him healthy at all. And they're like, well, look at his weapons. Well, yeah, that's every – you're not going to find a Hall of Fame coach without a great quarterback. You're not going to find a Hall of Fame quarterback without a good offensive line. Yes, that's part of it. Do I think they'll regress? I think – Depending on, 
yeah, a little, but I don't think it's going to be enough to really matter in the terms of that's why they're going to lose. They have so many weapons. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Get that ball to Tyreek and you're good. And if you can't, hey, Waddle's right there. Waddle's right there, too. Make sure he gets his. Oh, they got a tight end. Who, who can do the, it ain't the Dougie. Yeah, <laughs> what's it called? My kids gritty. say it all. The gritty, 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 that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I've, been try, I've been practicing a little bit. I, can, I don't have it down can, yet. Can you do I'm, it? No, nah, I'm trying. And now they got a running back. Yeah. Who They're on by this week, which is probably why Adam traded him to me. Yeah. I would have traded him to me, too, Ugh. just because you can't afford to sit with a good player on by. No. But uh, the Dolphins have weapons, man. So I'm going to say probably a little like any warm weather team, but I don't think it'll be a Tua reason. I don't think it'll be anything other than just teams from Tampa, Miami, that always play warm. Mm -hmm. Probably they're just like a little stunned when they have to go play freezing cold. Similar to like when the Patriots go play in Miami. Right, with that heat. Because it's so hot. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just not used to it, so maybe a little something different. It's like people going to Green Bay in the freaking winter when it's freezing cold. So, yeah, yeah. I think any that could be any Super War. New Orleans, having to play cold weather, you could insert them too, but they already suck. So, <laughs> But true. don't they, like, put like change the AC in the bubble and practice and stuff? Yeah, like, they put on a whole 63. You know, that's really <laughs> No, tough. I'm serious. Like, I remember when I was working the news, I interviewed uh, Mac Brown, and he was talking about playing, I don't know, some northern – college or whatever and he says yeah we've turned it down to like sub-zero temperatures in here so we can get used to it i don't think you can turn it down no to a sub-zero oh dude he said that they brought ice in and everything because they had a covered practice facility and they brought ice in threw it on the field and everything i mean they, it, okay, obviously well, okay that's a lot okay you yeah. can do stuff like that yeah. i thought you meant to turn the ac so cold <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, and then you know those like big fan tubes that keep people warm i think those those are the opposite ones that just freeze the whole place up i think probably in professional world they don't have to worry about that as much because they just expect people to be professionals right yeah i don't ever see that right i could see if it were a big bowl national championship big game where you're doing little things in college because the kids probably have never played in cold weather i'm assuming if you're in the nfl you've played in cold weather enough at some point even if it's not regularly right yeah but yeah. man i thought that's a heck of an ac doesn't get that company i know it's like a walking cooler <laughs> can we now. get this uh five below please rock that over at the house if we need it because i love to sleep cold all right, what else, Kevin? Are the Vikings still being disrespected as a one-and-a-half-point underdog at home versus the Cowboys? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Do you know what, what that means, though? Because they're a one-and-a-half-point underdog. But they're at home. They're playing they in Minnesota. In Minnesota. That means they think that the Cowboys are four-and-a-half points better. And that's where the disrespect comes from that he's talking about. Yeah. Also, coming off, I wouldn't just say that. I would say coming off that big game against Buffalo. Yeah. Not that there's going to be a letdown game, but that sucks a lot out of you, like having that. And then you know what you do for the next couple of days? You talk about it everywhere. You have to. It's the big – again, they're professionals, so you hope that's not the case, and you hope that they're able mm, to focus, and they will point. be able to. But there's just a lot to winning a big, exhausting game that stays in the media called the game of the year because you can't just finish the game and be like, we won, awesome, we'll do our press and get out and start focusing. It lives for another two days, and – you're talking about it. Your friends are texting you about it. Yeah. You're still focused, but it's like, man, man what about that play? Emotionally, you're not focusing psychologically, on you are. You think you are, but you're probably not able to put it yeah. in the same way. Like focus. Because you only have so much focus, regardless of what you're doing. You can't create more focus. There's only a certain amount that you can possibly give, even at your best. So I think that's part of the reason psychologically teams after big games don't do as well. Generally speaking. Sure. Um, do I think they're being disrespected? I think the Cowboys are a better team. But they're coming off that loss, too, the Cowboys. Yeah, That's, sure. That was a big emotional loss as much as that was a big emotional win. And off a loss, you're like, one or two ways. You're like, well, season's over. That sucks. That's hard. In college, that happens a lot more where you go, well, we lost our second game. We're out of it. So those losses in college, I read a study after the first loss to the second of a team that's in contention, they often perform poorly because to them – their goal is over. Oh, wow. Their big goal is over. They have to readdress, recalibrate, and find their new goal, which they do, a big bowl game, win some games. Where in the pros, not the same, because like the Eagles, after the Eagles lost, they were like, man, stop the F and talk about undefeated. Yeah, we lost, but let's go, next game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not the same. Right. Um, so a little bit disrespected because of the Vikings. And also, remember, people, humans are setting these lines. Oh, are they? It's not computers? Well, based on... The computer can set it, but humans are setting them based on what we bet. So a yeah, line but, will move based on bets. Here's what Vegas wants. 
They want 50-50 on each side. Correct. So they want to put that line somewhere that half the people bet yes, half the people bet no, because what they're getting is that middle cut of what it costs to make the bet. So it's not Vegas going, we think they're for sure going by 10 points and we're sitting by it. They're going, we think the people are going to think it's six points, so we're going to do that. So the people are thinking that the Cowboys are going to win by that margin? Let me. I may have explained this wrong. What they do is they set a line that they feel is appropriate. And the reason they move it is because a bunch of people jump on one side. Mm-hmm. It's like a seesaw. And so if you say more, say, let's say it's set, sitting exactly even. Cowboys are on one side of the seesaw, Vikings are on the other. You got one person here, one person here. Let's say another person sits on this side and therefore it goes, Ooh. well, Vegas like, oh, we got to move the spread because we need to get even again. So they, yeah. they need to put somebody on this side. So they move it that direction. Ooh. All they're trying to do is get people betting 50 50. And they never hit it perfectly. But what you hope is, win or lose, you still make more in that middle slice that it costs you to bet than you lost, even if you're on the wrong side of it. I also feel that Vegas, whenever a line's like that and everyone starts thinking, oh, this is disrespectful, the Vikings look great against the Bills. It's not. I love it because I always feel like Vegas knows something that we don't know. And, I mean, obviously, making they the line— They set the line knowing something. They move it based on people. And this sure. line has not moved. So I've been watching the line. It has not moved. So as a fan, I love where it's at. Did you take it? Hmm. Of course. (laughs) NFL's tough, man. You never know. That's hard. It's my favorite to bet, but yes. They're still the Vikings. still have Kirk Cousins, right? And people have a bad perception of Kirk Kirk Cousins. Yeah. He makes a whole lot of money. Didn't really do anything. Also, although he's not had great an opportunity with wonderful coaches or offenses or weapons, you can go down whatever argument road you want there. Mm Mm-hmm. He's slinging it last week, though. Yeah. Uh, that one interception he threw, though, where they were like, he was, they show him like looking, checking down, and all of a sudden he finds a guy and throws it, but it's the wrong guy <laughs> to the other team. He, he, the corner standing over there with nobody by him, and he just catches it. <laughs> Hilarious. He's like, they were like, watch Kirk Cousins here. It's like a meme. They're like, watch Kirk Cousins as he checks down. He, and you see him back. Nope. 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 Oh, he's good. Right to him. There's no receiver anywhere. It's just right to the defensive back. <laughs> do you think that guy was over there on the side like you do in pickup basketball? Like, hey, hey, throw it to me. He's like, what? You know, like, he's like, wow. Oh, yeah, you, you're yeah. not on my team. He actually did it. All right, is that it? That's it. Hit it. Stupidest name ever is the tittle-tattle with Any updates on the coaches? Any bookings? We did change the rule. so You could go after whomever you wanted. Power five. I feel like some people are setting up straighter right now. I saw a couple yeah. people set up straight. I want to go to Eddie first who did not set up straight at <laughs> no, all. Oh, man, I'm still slouched. No movement over here. But you can go after anybody. I know. So nothing. Nothing. Okay. Adam. I finally just sent emails this morning since we talked the other day about it. Um, got emails out to Kentucky and following up again with uh, Coach Heupel at Tennessee. And, yeah, those are, those, are my, those are my two current targets at the moment. You know, I know, Mike's like a tiger. He's prowling. Well, he's always thinking and always scheming and always working. So I want to save him for last because I know something. I don't know anything about it, <laughs> but I know what that guy, he's strategizing. He's got something going on. And Kevin is just a grinder too, uh, both a grinder and on grinder. So Kevin, <laughs> wow, what, uh, what do you got working? I have a coach working right now. I have somebody that worked at the school. So I reached out to her. Do you want to say who? Yeah, Texas Tech. Love it. I'm working nice. on Texas Tech right now, getting him. I haven't heard back. I talked to her about three or four days ago. She's going to talk to him. She works for the athletics program, mostly basketball, but she knows a head coach of football, and she said that he is interested. So, fingers crossed, we get that on the books. And nice. do, you, do you want to say his name? Yes. Joey. Yeah, Joey <laughs> McGuire. I just want to make sure I get it right. want to make sure I get it right. He's hesitant. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> My prediction is Mike's put out like 30 feelers. Let's see. All right, right, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, I'm giving up on Cal. I think they're three and seven. They're not wanting to do any interview, so that's over. But I have, I'm going after people that some people gave up on that I think are attainable. So I also went after the Tennessee coach. Oh, (laughs) nice. Mike. Nice. Go for it. It's too brute. Do you have a way to get, did you have a way? I found some emails. So I've just sent some emails out and I'm just throwing them all out there. Now that it's open. Why not just hit everybody up? Hit everybody I up. have all my emails drafted, ready to go. As soon as I get a contact, I'm sending an email. Boom! <laughs> all right, well, hopefully next week we get it, get it rolling a little bit. It's about the machine gun this. Hey, what's going on? It's Kickoff Kevin. And inflation, like you and me, has all of us thinking about different ways we can cut back. Whether it's driving less, dining out less, or buying less from the grocery store, we can all agree there's nothing fun about having less. 
That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every single purchase. You know, before I'd have to cut back on the coffee purchases on the way to work. You know, we start early here. I need all the coffee I can get, but now I get cash back on that purchase. And right now to get started, you can download the free Upside app, use my promo code 25 whistles and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. And then next, you claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. You check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and you get paid. Download the free Upside app and use promo code 25WHISTLES to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code 25WHISTLES. All right, over to Adam. Adam Stats. Let's go. Uh, uh, Adam Stats. Adam has all your stats for you, Adam. Stats. What you got, Adam? We're going to start in college. Uh, I had a really interesting stat that I came across. Of the top 20 wide receivers in the country, there's only two who are on playoff contending teams. That's Jalen Hyatt for Tennessee, who is second overall in receiving, and Marvin Harrison Jr. for Ohio State. What does that tell me? It tells me the very best teams are well-balanced, rush versus pass, but also a great mix of weapons they can spread the ball to. It tells me that they're just a bunch of little schools where they're not having to the, – it, stats are weird when you're comparing Eyeball University to Tennessee. It's true. You know, these are non-Power 5 schools. Who knows how good the offense is or defense is. Or at least there's a level when you're in a Power 5 of you know how – you know what they're going to bring even at the floor. You're not just going to be able to go out and wipe it down. Some of these schools, you just get one good receiver that's better than everybody else. They can just dominate a game. Yeah. It's like high school more than it is college. So that's what I hear. And that's also like when it's like, they're okay, the sack leaders this season. Well, from Hyatt Johnston University <laughs> with 73 <laughs> sacks, it's like he's getting to play NCAA football on PS5 where everybody else is playing real football. So, yeah, it's interesting. There's only two. I do like that stat. But it's in the top in the top twenty receivers. Who's who's number one? Who's number one? Because I'm sure it's somebody you know. Oh, from, man, We're, you never hear of. But even like Bailey Zappi, he comes to mind. Western Kentucky set all kinds of records. But you're like, it's still Western Kentucky. That's true. And he's they're playing. But again, he has a Western Kentucky offensive line. But if he just happens to be a point and a half better, he run he wipes that place. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's the next one, Adam? Sorry, SMU Rasheed Rice. That's the number one uh, receiver. We're gonna go to the Cowboys now. NFL. Eddie, this hurt my feelings when I saw this this week. It's another one that's been going on around this week and Twitter and all that stuff. It hurts for us Cowboys fans. 195-1. and one. That's the Cowboys' over all-time record when leading by 14 points going into the fourth quarter. It's the first and game one, they ever and lost. One, and one? Wow. 195-1. And one. And one. Wow, that's tough. First time they've ever lost a game going into the fourth quarter leading by two touchdowns. To me, this feels like some ca- classic Cowboys nonsense. Moments like these, to me, feel like the moments that kept kept the Cowboys from winning playoff games, kept the Cowboys from winning Super Bowls, all that stuff in three decades. Get your finger pointers ready. Who are you pointing the blame on for this one, for this meltdown in the fourth quarter versus the Packers? Mm, that's tough, man. I mean, you, I got to put it on coach just because, I mean, who else can be in this situation? I, 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 coach is the leader at that moment. Okay. I'll put it on God. <laughs> I was going to say who else could be over coach. Okay, I'm going to tell you. The big man of Sarah. I've been a Cowboy fan for just a little bit. God hates the Cowboys. No, he does not. Trust me. Hey. <laughs> he does not hate the Cowboys. God hates the Cowboys. I've just learned this. God bless Texas, man. No, but he also hates the Cowboys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I think he's still pissed about the Oilers leaving, if I'm being honest. <laughs> he's still mad at that. Uh, you can put the coach. You can finish your thought, but I just you need to know. I mean, it's tough. When you watch a game like that, it's like, I don't know. I don't know who to put the blame on. Like I, It's so frustrating that, and I know it's not right, but there are moments when I'm going through all that that I'm thinking, like, this is rigged. Like, this is so rigged. This is so dumb and, 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 and like, out of this world that this whole thing is rigged. We, but then, I, but then I, obviously, this, it's not. This is such a Cowboys response right here from a <laughs> it fan. It is rigged. I'm, I'm you being, lose a game that you're up 14. And it's and rigged. Like, the whole world is against us. Oh, my it's gosh. Rigged. Oh, guys, no. I was trying to be vulnerable with you guys and let and you, you know, know what I was really it? going through. God. God. <laughs> there you go. That could be it. All right. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> Stats. That's an Adam stats. He's got those stats for you. You guys never go through that? 
Where you feel like it's rigged? I do, but I try not to do that about my teams because I know that I'm biased. But I do. I, <laughs> I, my general thought is where there's money, there's corruption generally. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be corruption from inside the fundamental beams. Uh-huh. Just that, you know, it's just weird that every time I lose a be, bet or yeah. my team loses, that's when I think it's rigged. <laughs> 25 Whistles brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, <laughs> an official. <laughs> but no, I don't think it's rigged. Okay. Yeah. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action now. This parlay, it's a for sure. Yeah! You want to guarantee about some time. smiles? I'm about to give it to you right now. Let's go. Go over to the app on Saturday morning. It's going to say 25 whistles. Got a little picture of me like the logo. Bet it. Because this one, I never have felt a smile coming on like I felt with this one. Oh, my. I'm about to give you. Mm, I don't care how much money. I'm sorry. I don't care how many smiles you got. Smile, smiles. Smiles. Here we go. LSU. Minus 14 and a half at UAB. And I'm going to tell you why. They have to. Their emotion is we need to go win and we need to win big. Because they're still on the the clock for maybe getting in. But they need style points too just in case. They're going to be two losses. LSU. Minus 14 and a half at UAB. No, uh, versus UAB. They're at LSU. The next one. Auburn money line. Kevin, why your eyes get big there? Because anytime you say Auburn money line, that means they win. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it means. <laughs> did they win last week? Yeah, they did. I don't know who are they playing. I'm looking at Did they right almost now. win the week before with Cadillac? <laughs> Cadillac's almost. Yeah, right, almost. It's almost. But he is, that team has played well. I love Cadillac. I love that story. What are you looking at there, Kevin? I'm looking at Auburn. Oh, we were just talking about him. A little Western Kentucky. Exactly. Okay, okay. sorry. Auburn money line versus Western Kentucky. Oh, now you like it, I Kevin? I the brakes a little bit. Okay. They've almost... I keep saying almost. They did win last week. They almost won the week before. It's a big game for them. I'm going TCU money line. Yes. And I told you, it, now they'll probably lose. And they're dogs in that, right? They are, but like two and a half. Yeah. I think no, maybe they're maybe they're a two and a half point favorite. No, yeah. the, no, they're the favorite. Yeah, they're the yeah. favorite, oh, but it's okay. close. It's oh, close. Yeah, it's close. So LSU minus fourteen and a half, Auburn money line, TCU money line. Boom! You bet twenty bucks, you win ninety. You bet fifty, you win two twenty seven. Right now, it'll change Woo. probably a little bit. Just letting you know, listeners that don't have the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Mike, why are you looking at me like that? I'm gonna bet it. Okay, good. Yeah, hey, and then go ahead and spend it. Just put it on your credit card. Go ahead and spend those smiles because you're gonna get it back. <laughs> Listeners don't have the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Can download it now. Get on the action. 25 Whistles Parlay on DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code Bobby Sports. When you download the app, 21 and up. Most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Boom, boom, boom. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y. 467-369. There you go. Fantasy tips of the week. Quickly, I'm going to give you some money makers. I can say that here because we ain't talking about real money. Talking about fantasy football. Yeah, 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 fantasy. Here we go. First of all, if you are at a point where you're struggling to make the playoffs or you're a team struggling and you have to Hail Mary it and you're holding on to a stud, but a couple other of your people in your lineup are, are kind of weak, it's okay to trade the stud down and get two pretty good players and hope one of them goes off. Don't hold on to your studs if you're struggling because you're going to have to do something different because it hasn't worked out for you. Let's say you have Jonathan Taylor. He's back now. You could probably get a really good player and a pretty good player for Jonathan Taylor and fill out that lineup a little more instead of putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, last week definitely gave you some value for him. You can't yeah. one basket right now. So you got you have to move from what's got you here. Don't dance with the girl that brought you. The girl that brought you is sitting with that. You think about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, also, I'm going to give you a little tip here about Jalen Warren. He's in Pittsburgh. He's back up to Najee Harris. They're giving him the ball a lot more, and Najee always gets hurt. And so he's put up, I think, six or seven, nine points the last game. Good run, good, good backup running back. And better than a backup, or if you just need somebody because you have a spot that you can't find a running back. He's a good one, and he's a great – on top of that, he's a great handcuff too, just in case. But they're giving him the ball a lot more. He's a rookie. He had um, nine and ten points the last two weeks. Nice. Here's a, a risk – if you're going to make the playoffs for sure and you have a spot on your bench, go and grab OBJ. 
He may not be able to play for you. But if you have a spot, hold him. Because it might turn into something. If you have a spot, hold him. And if you have a stud on by this week and you're fighting for the playoffs, this week matters just as much as the last week does. If you may lose because you have a stud on by, trade the stud and get something good for him. Because you have four weeks to do it. And every week is super important. Adam made the smart decision. I said, Adam, two pretty good players for, for one running back. And I wouldn't say he's a stud, but he's a pretty good running back. He's averaged like 15 points over the last three weeks. Just, just the last three weeks in Miami. But it's the fact that it's he's on by and Adam's got to win games. Got to win games. He can't lose a game and be like, well, I was really hoping I could luck through and win this one. And he, you're, hoping, you're hoping for a lot of things. So I got Jeff Wilson. And he's on by this week, but I can I can do it. I'm like eight and two in our league. But that was a pretty smart move by Adam. And that's it. That was my fantasy thoughts. You guys um you hear my other fantasies? So here I am. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't want to hear those. Oh, we go ahead. Hear those. Hear the music. <laughs> you guys like run into problems with not having spots in your bench? Yeah. Like I can I have like five people I can get rid of. Like always. And I have I'm in three leagues and my bench is so weak that I can get rid of anyone in there. I don't. I have either a handcuff to my biggest, usually have a really good backup quarterback in case. That's so smart. And then I've got receivers that can get you double digits hot and cold or a dime a dozen. Mm. Yeah. I mean, George Pickens. Yeah. He'll get you 10 or 11, but then he'll go zero the next week. Yeah. You can find those guys anywhere on the waiver wire. Yeah. So I'm never worried about having to find one of those because they exist. So, and I also have guys that I think have huge potential. I can just read your mind, and then I got to go. I got a stupid thing I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Probably have to do that with you. You don't. So stupid. We have to do a picture thing later, too. Oh, okay. that's not the stupid thing? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, here's my bench. Just And I have them all st- for strategic reasons. Uh, Zeke's on my bench this week because I'm still scared to play him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this isn't just with one Pollard of them. Pollard I only so play well? in two leagues. No, he's just been hurt, and I don't need to play him, and I can't risk him getting a zero. But I have Melvin Gordon. He's splitting time in Denver, but he's still scoring points or throwing him the ball. Yeah. Have him on the bench. I have Cam Akers, who I wouldn't have held three or four weeks ago, but he's getting as many carries now in the platoon. And with the Rams, and I think they could eventually go back to him now that they didn't trade him. So I don't plan him, but I have him just in case. I have Warren and Pittsburgh on the bench. So I always have somebody for a reason of a just in case. I have Jamar Chase on my bench in my other league. Just because I'm, he's may come back this week, may oh, not. Oh, yeah. But you either may. way, I'm going to sit him. I'm going to sit him just so he didn't get hurt. You're good, man. That'll help, that'll help him recover a little bit. All right. <laughs> when you sit him in your <laughs> Give fantasy him Good, Good coaching there, dude. Thank you. Uh, okay, 10 seconds. Give me your games, both games you're excited about. Kevin. For me, it's USC and UCLA. Uh, that's the one rivalry in California that you will hear about. They actually kind of hype up a little bit, and they're both good. So I'm excited to see that one. And then, I hate to say this, but it's got to be the Cowboys-Vikings. NFL. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah whatever good you want. Both this is a good game. Yeah. Adam? College football, I, wanna, I really want to see Michigan-Illinois randomly. That, that running back for Illinois is really good. I want to see how Michigan can hold up. Are they gonna Are they gonna be thinking about Ohio State this week and uh, overlook Illinois? The beauty Illinois. would be if Michigan loses and then they beat Ohio State and they're both out. Man, oh, that'd that be would awesome. just, that mm-hmm. would just that's how you get three SEC teams in. Uh, the other one, Titans and Packers. It's, this just feels like a really trajectory shifting game for both people because everybody I feel like has been watching the Titans, wait for them to stub their toe because they play those grinded out games where they win by three or four points. And the Packers, you know, did they find something last week? Who knows? I'm really interested to see how both those teams respond this week. Eddie? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with college, Georgia, Kentucky, just because I I don't know. If Georgia f- somehow can lose a game, that's I mean, I want to watch that. I don't think they will. Kentucky's not as good as Georgia, but it'll be a fun game to watch. I'm I looking think forward so, to that. I think Kentucky has a, um, not a chance, but Kentucky has a Missouri-type chance. Sure. If everything's just right, Kentucky has a good enough quarterback to make some stuff happen, but yes, they'll lose. Uh, I'm looking forward to Vandy in Florida. Just because I want to, let's see what Vandy's up to. Oh man, they won. They've been, they've been gritty. They won their first SEC game, but they come, I mean, in Florida, they're no treat. They're probably they're better. They have better athletes. But can Vandy do it again? That'd be awesome. That'd be great. I love. Can, can Florida show up and care enough? Um, that that, w- that would be cool. And then the Colts and Eagles. Let's see, Jeff Saturday. Yes, let's see. You just went and yes. you beat Vegas, who's terrible. If you can go and play the Eagles, coach of the year. <laughs> After two games, Coach of the year. I mean, two impressive games. Give him the trophy. There's no way. I'm looking dude. forward to the Colts and the Eagles. 
Uh, let's go over and go to an interview with Brandon Marcello. By the way, at B Marcello on Twitter. He's such a great writer, 247 Sports, 24-7. Love it. He's the best. I follow him. I click all of his links. I encourage you to do the same. When it comes to college football, that's the guy. At Brandon Marcello, I hope you love him like I do. It's the second time he's been on the show. And so we're going to go now and talk some college football. Brandon Marcello. Brandon, how's it going, buddy? Good. Bobby, how are you, man? Good. I've been saving you because I, I wanted to get you back on. But I wanted to make sure it was a big weekend because I think of all the analysts that we talk to, especially college football, like you're my favorite. And so don't blow up, Brandon, okay? Because I really am counting on you here. You're the guy. <laughs> We've been waiting. I've been waiting for Mike. I've been like, Mike, we got to get Brandon at the right time. And I think now is the right time. I'm going to start with my interests first. I believe that South Carolina can put a little scare in Tennessee. Do you believe that? No. Ah, crap. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I don't see it. South Carolina, their offensive line is pretty dreadful. They laid an egg on the road against Florida last week. I think they're reeling a little bit. I think South Carolina is going to be making some staff changes with the assistant coaches here in this offseason. And Tennessee is just going to jump on them. And, and Spencer Radler for South Carolina, he's going to have to throw the ball a lot to get back in that game. And when Radler has to throw the ball a lot, he makes mistakes he makes lots of mistakes when he's trailing and i think tennessee's gonna roll in that one and i'm not saying south carolina is a team that was gonna win nine or ten games but i think they're a team that every once in a while because again beamer has taken a program and I, I i don't think it's a disappointment this year compared to how that program over the last two years has actually trended up i think south carolina is in a pretty decent place to continue to grow i think that's a little school that can scare somebody occasionally. And I just really wanted to beat Tennessee. That's what it is. I just really wanted to beat Tennessee, Brandon. That's what it is. I, that's Yeah. You're an SEC hater. You don't want the SEC in the playoff, do you? You don't want two teams in there. I want three teams in there. <laughs> I want, I, I, if I if I get to pick it, I want three teams in there, but I would still, if Tennessee beats South Carolina, I hope Tennessee, LSU, and Georgia get in. But I just, I live in Tennessee and I can't take it. I live in, it. I can't take Tennessee fans. When I lived in Austin, I couldn't take Texas fans. I'm an Arkansas fan, first and foremost, but I can't take the volunteers. I just If they win at all, I might just, I don't know, move to Europe. You better get used to it because I think Tennessee's here to stay for a few years. They're, they're, their recruiting's been killer here lately. And, man, goodness, they don't have a defense right now. Just wait till they get a defense in place here the next couple of years. Hey, Mike, what's about Brandon? Cancel that. We don't Got need it. it anymore. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> We're good. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move west. And just a few of these games that are happening this week that I think are very interesting. Again, implications when it comes to the playoff. USC and UCLA. Your thoughts on that game and if USC can be the team that comes from out west? I've been not as high on USC this year as a lot of people. In fact, I, I it was befuddled. It was befuddled my mind how UCLA was below USC in the rankings for the last like three weeks up until uh, this past week. And so I think UCLA has not only got a chance in this, but I'm picking UCLA straight up to win it because I think UCLA is better in the trenches uh, against USC. They're very physical up front. Um, UCLA has got more experience. They got a veteran quarterback, you know, DTR might not be the Patrick Mahomes light that that Caleb Williams has turned into at USC, but he's a veteran guy. They can run the ball. They can win a number of different ways. I like that veteran leadership, and I think UCLA is going to quote-unquote upset USC this week and further disrupt the Pac-12's ability to get in the playoff this year. Let's just say USC does win. Right? Let's throw that out there. Can they well? Can they be one of the four teams? Yes, I, I think it is extremely possible um, that they would get in um, at that point. But I do think that style points are going to matter. And secondly, the schedule is actually kind of working out for USC here lately because USC hasn't really played anybody in the top twenty-five other than one team as of right now. But they end the season potentially against three straight top twenty-five teams starting this week against UCLA. They've got Notre Dame, which is all of a sudden a top 25 team once again. And then, of course, in the Pac-12 championship game, they'll play a top 25 team. And that'll stick out to the playoff committee. The playoff committee takes into consideration, one, they love conference champions. That is one of their top things they look at. If you're a conference champion, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt more times than not. And then secondly, if 
you finish the season on a roll like that against top 25 teams and you win and you do so impressively, I think it's probably going to be pretty difficult for them to keep USC out of the playoff field. Well, Utah has something to say about that. Oregon did have something to say about it till last week until they lost. But Utah and Oregon are playing each other. So, I mean, any chance Utah climbs into the, the, the playoff? Mm, no. Utah's out. Utah's out. But they continue to kind of upset things. And I, I they're, they're playing the spoiler right now, much like LSU is a little bit. Uh, you know, Utah is kind of like an LSU spot, except LSU's got a legitimate shot to make the playoff. Utah, I don't think, does at all. But um, how does Oregon respond after losing the way they did against Washington last week? That had been a little disheartening. They had one of the longest home winning streaks in all of college football this season, and to lose the way they did, Bo Nix not able to lead them to victory in the final minute. Um, how do they respond? This is the first time they've really had a setback. I mean, listen, they won, they lost in week one against Georgia, but it was a blowout, and so that's a little bit easier to get over than, say, a close loss at home, especially when you're in the playoff hunt. Um, but I, I really like Utah at this point. Uh, Cam Rising is an amazing quarterback, does not get enough credit for what he does, especially when he's able to create and run the ball. But I think Oregon's going to win this one uh, at home, and and I would not be surprised if it's actually a double-digit win for Oregon just because of the personnel matchups I look at with Utah defense going up against this Oregon passing attack with Bo Nix, and I think the Ducks uh, end up winning this one pretty comfortably, honestly. I've made a parallel between the Minnesota Vikings and TCU where they they just win and you don't really expect them to win, but they keep on winning, so you have to respect them, and the games aren't always pretty. But again, they are winning, and so if TCU wins the Big 12, obviously they're in, but are they one of the top four, five, or six teams? In my opinion, probably not. But again, it's a Power 5 school. Same with Minnesota. Uh, TCU and Baylor. I mean, does TCU get upset in the next couple weeks, the Big 12 championship? What are your thoughts on on the program there as it goes into the playoff? This game is a coin flip to me. I, I think this might actually end up being the week that TCU finally does fall. We've seen them have these comeback victories, four of them in the second half when trailing by double digits. Baylor just got blown out at home by Kansas State. And so people, I think, are overlooking them a little bit. But I'll say this. I think two of the better coaching staffs in all the Big 12 are at TCU and Baylor. TCU has done a great job of in-game adjustments this season, which has led to those big-time comebacks in the second half. Their defense, led by their coordinator there, who came from Tulsa, is really using some type of unique schemes and nothing really looks the same week to week or even half to half in these games and it's completely confusing opponents baylor though has an amazing staff led by jeff grimes the offensive coordinator there really love what he's doing he's going to be a power five head coach here soon this is going to be an amazing matching of wits and in-game adjustments and i think baylor upsets TCU this week and throws the playoff into a little bit more of a, a tizzy here, and the Big 12 is going to end up being potentially left out of the fold. I mean, it could be full tiz. I like that. It could be full tiz depending on Ohio State, Michigan they play. If LSU happens, and I don't think they will, but let's just play the game here. LSU, let's say they win. Let's say USA loses, or USC loses another game. Who the heck is getting in the play? This is the first time where there have been like a lot of teams where you're going, man, there really are some options here in the final four teams that I haven't thought about. What do you think is going to happen here? There's a lot of different scenarios and, and, and more so than I've seen here in recent years. But I kind of feel that, that things are just going to work out and we're not going to see much movement up there i think tcu is probably gonna probably find a way and if not i think that'll just make things a little bit easier for the pac-12 to get in there and then it's just kind of a a question of one can lsu upset georgia in the sec championship game to throw things even even crazier then you've got tennessee which is just sitting pretty in my eyes they've got south carolina and vanderbilt left on the schedule all they got to really worry about is you know to see if this you know, TCU remains undefeated at this point. 
And they've got to feel pretty good about their spot, about potentially getting in as a four seed. But there there are options there where um, if things get really crazy, we might end up seeing three SEC teams in there. Man, that would be um, like Christmas. Early Christmas. It, it would take it would take quite a bit of movement. You would need one. You need a two-loss champion in the Pac-12 because that team would be eliminated and not be in, and that team would have to probably be Utah at that point. And then you need a one-loss Big 12 champion, which would maybe be a TCU or someone else. But TCU needs to lose here in the regular season, obviously. If that happens, I think because of the game, of it being the last regular season game, I say the game, Michigan and Ohio State, that the loser of that could be on the outside looking in, and then that throws in Tennessee in there, and then you've got LSU as the SEC champion against Georgia, I don't know how you keep them out because even though they got two losses, you've beaten the inarguable number one team in the country in Georgia. And then Georgia wouldn't fall all that far themselves, and you'd have to put them in as well. So you could see Georgia, Tennessee, and and LSU as an SEC champion in the playoff hold. And boy, would that upset most of the country. If Michigan and Ohio State play close and play strong, I don't know, any chance they both just stay up there? It's possible, but unlikely in my eyes at this point because of everything else that's going on around them. I do wonder, though, if the game was played in the middle of the season instead of the end of the season, if that recency bias wouldn't necessarily be in there. And then at the end of the year, we would say, yeah, those are the two, two of the top four teams. I think they might end up being the loser of that game, might end up being a victim of circumstance and scheduling um, which is a shame to say, and once again, it shows us that we need to go to a 12-team playoff sooner than later. Yeah, by 12, I mean 64. Let's do it all. Let's just go full <laughs> November, December madness, 64. Come, oh, That would be awesome. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, let's go, Brandon. Come on, Jimbo Fisher, what's happening? Uh, I, he's not going to get fired this year. Um, I, I just don't see that happening. That, I know everybody's like, well, Texas A&M's got that oil money, they just – Get get some cash out of that cowboy boot and and you know and, and pay him off. Not gonna happen. Not this year. And there's a few reasons why. One, they'd have to pay over a hundred million dollars to not only Fisher, but of course his staff and buyout money. But I think more than the money issue, which is substantial and probably insurmountable for them to to overcome, but you have invested in Jimbo Fisher's ideas and his plan. And he's been building this program through top four recruiting classes. They just brought in the top recruiting class ever in college football history, according to the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. And then also, if you look at their snap counts this year, they're the only SEC team that has had at least one freshman on the field at every moment so a hundred percent of their snaps a true freshman has been out there on the field they are by far the most inexperienced and youngest team in the sec and all those guys of course highly rated but it isn't like you could just throw these kids in the microwave pop them in 30 seconds later they come out and they're steaming hot it just doesn't how it works in college football even if you're a five-star guy you got to come in and some of these players especially linemen which a&m's had to lean on they had need about a year in that the program and strength and conditioning to properly develop. So you got to give Fisher at least another year with all these recruiting classes he's had. And of course, this number one core that has played a lot of snaps this past season, but obviously still very young. I think this would be a much different conversation. Say it's in November of 2023. If they got a losing record at that point, Jimbo Fisher's bags are probably already packed. Isn't it his fault, though, there's a freshman playing every down? He's had plenty of time to develop the talent there. It's not like he's a new coach in his second year, and I completely understand. But isn't that kind of his fault that those snap counts are filled with freshmen? Yeah, that, and also you got to use the transfer portal a little bit better if you're him to be able to fill in immediate needs if you need to do so. But then again, maybe this is something he's communicated to his his bosses there. of Like, hey, listen, I've identified as 2022 or – 2021 is a year we might see a little dip here because we're preparing for something in 23 and 24 to contend for a national championship with the way we're going after these high school recruits. But again, I, I'm with you there. That is his fault. And 
even if you see this coming, there are ways to uh, to counteract that, counterbalance all that through the transfer portal. And we're seeing it now. I mean, goodness gracious, look at Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Uh, USC, Lincoln Riley in his first year. You're able to restock and fill these voids in the matter of a snap of a finger or a phone call going, hey, come here and play. By the way, an NIL deal might be coming your way as well, I hear. And then they get on campus and everything's fixed. Jimbo has not done a very good job with that. We'll pause this interview with Brandon for a second, talk about DraftKings. NFL Sunday is only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check it out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% of a boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals. You're going to love it. It keeps you so interested. Me, you know, I like to do over-under. I like to do money line. I don't always do the old spread, but I do. It does make it very, very interesting. A lot of fun. DraftKings Sportsbook, obviously my go-to when betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BOBBYSPORTS. Place a $5 pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with the code BOBBYSPORTS. 21 and up, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Two quick things to end this with. Lane, Auburn, those have been kind of mixed. You know, they've been mixing that soup up a little bit. One, do you, Lane loves to flirt. So just because I see it, I don't. I definitely don't believe it's true just because I see it. And would that even be a great job to take? Because you know Auburn, if they don't beat Alabama, and Lane and Saban. Do you think there's any chance Lane could go to Auburn? And who do you think is right for that Auburn job? What are you hearing? I There's a very real chance that he takes that job. Lane mm. Kiffin to Auburn makes a lot of sense. And also Auburn's betting on that. They're going after him. Um, you know, it wasn't 20 minutes after Brian Arson was fired at Auburn that I, I was reporting that Lane Kiffin is the number one target because I, I know people around the new athletics director there, John Cohen, and I'm familiar with the Auburn folks there. And Kiffin is their top priority right now. And you're going to hear something in these next two weeks of whether or not he's going to take that job. And I think that the conversations will be serious when they're actually able to sit down and discuss that. Will Lane take it? Is he in a different headspace right now than he was, say, three, four, five, and even obviously 10 years ago when everybody was making fun of him for always bouncing around from job to job? Uh, yeah, I think he's in a different headspace. He's more mature. But secondly, he needs to look at himself in the mirror and go, okay. So even publicly, he has said and complained about Ole Miss this past year and saying, why aren't people showing up to games at 11 a.m. here at Ole Miss when we got a top 15 team? He's calling out the fan base earlier this season. He has complained about losing his defensive coordinator, DJ Durkin, to Texas A&M because they got outbid and they didn't have enough money to keep him there, even though they wanted to keep him there at Ole Miss. And he's also complained about NIL money around Ole Miss and not having deep enough reserves to be able to compete against the likes of Texas A&M or Tennessee. At Auburn, none of that is going to be an issue. Their NIL reserves are incredibly huge, and they're building even further. They just opened up a $92 million football facility here within the last week. And you're at a program, by the way, where you never have to worry about the fan base not showing up. Heck, they packed the stadium for a game between two losing programs this past week, and the environment, I was told, after the game with the student section was comparable to the Iron Bowl. So you add all that up, and the tradition at Auburn where we like to make fun of Auburn and say it's Auburn being Auburn, them having some bad years, them firing coaches and giving them big buyouts or whatever. But the other truth is is that Auburn competes for SEC championships about once every three or four years. They've been to multiple national championship games, and they have won two national championships, including, of course, back in 2010. So can you do that at Ole Miss? History says no, you can't. And with all those limitations that Lane Kiffin has talked about publicly, 
there's no telling what else Lane Kiffin might think privately. So, yes, I think there is a very real chance and shot for Auburn to lane the land land Lane Kiffin on the plane. I love it. I just love drama. I just love drama. I love a story. I love it. Let's go. I love Lane. Oh, imagine that. Hey, imagine the Iron Bowl Man. with Lane and Nick going at each other, and not just year to year, but day to day. Because in that state, it's day to day, and they're going to be at each other's throats. That'd be perfect. Uh, at Brandon Marcello on Instagram. Hey, hey, Brandon, I was I follow you, and I was l- looking at some pictures you posted on Twitter, and you had a pair of pants, really big pants, that you were holding up. And so those were your pants, right? Now some clown. I found yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Some big clown pants. <laughs> it's like, uh, these are fun. We talk about that. You, those were your pants, and you were showing, I guess, how much how much weight you lost, right? How healthy you are now. Yeah. What what was what is that journey for you? Uh, it's been insane. I've lost uh, between 140, 150 pounds. I've gained some back from strength training. I'm trying to get buff now, but um, it was about a year and a half journey, uh, just simply walking and jogging, and of course, watching what I eat and dieting. And uh, now it's a lifestyle change uh, for me, and I'm keeping that up, and it's been great. And you know, I was I was going through my closet. I, I was trying to get the guts to go through my closet and clean out my suits because I'm one of those people who are like I am not getting rid of a suit because one, I'm just going to get bigger, and I don't want to lose it. But two, um, I I can't afford to go buy more suits, you know. So I'm afraid. I finally got the guts. I said, you know what? I've made this change. I'm sticking with it. I need to get rid of these suits. So I went in there. Started getting them out, and I found one suit. It was the last one I had bought before I lost this weight, and it was a the jacket size was a 56 regular, and I'm wearing now a 40. So I've lost 16 suit sizes, wow. and I uh, I just about broke down because I didn't realize how big I was, even though I lived in this body. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put the, put this on and see what it's like, and I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it. Um, I put my arms down in the, in the pants along with, with my body and my wife took pictures and said, you should be so proud of yourself. And, and, um, I was very down on myself that day too. Um, and I was like, you know what? It's amazing how far I've come. And I just, you don't realize it when you're living it day to day, but when you're able to use something that is that far in your past, it's, it's, it's jarring to see that and to see that picture. I've saved that picture now. And so if I'm ever feeling down about myself, I'll look at that and go, anything's possible. Because if I did that, then I can do anything. Man, so inspirational, dude. That's I'm super pumped for you. I mean, it's just it's just an inch at a time because that that is not something exactly that happens right. overnight. And it's- any and anybody can do it, man. And if I, I I hate when people say that, you know, like if I could do it, you could like legitimately like knowing me and how my brain works. <laughs> if I can do it. Man, anybody can do it. And you're exactly right. It's like a day at a time, an inch at a time. It's about consistency. If you legitimately just do something one day and then say, my body hurts, I don't want to do the next, do it the next day. I'm telling you, after about a week and a half, two weeks of that, it really is kind of a piece of cake. Our My main guy, Mike, who's our producer, like you, started walking. He lost 110 pounds. And he started, That's wa- awesome. he started walking and, and cutting soda. And then he walked until he got to where he could jog a little bit. And, and he preaches, I didn't start running a marathon after day two. Like I walked mm-hmm. a little bit more each day, a little bit more. Dude, I'm really proud for you, Brandon. That is like real inspiration. I know we talk about sports and, you know, it's fun. And I love sports as do you. You made a career out of it. But that's it's somewhat trivial in the in the grand scheme. But I think yeah. what you just shared, like that's that's the real deal. And I'm glad that you're able to share that and just to live it and inspire others to do the same. Yeah, here's the thing. Minutes a day to add decades to your life. That's how I see it. And I keep eating those little Debbie cakes. <laughs> <laughs> you and Nick Saban. Oh, I know. I'm, uh, okay, there he is. Brandon Marcello. We, we got a whole master class here in football, and I'm inspired. And today for lunch, grilled chicken. Yeah. 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 All right, at Brandon Marcello. Brandon, thank you. Awesome. You're the best, and hopefully we'll see you soon. All right, final thoughts, everybody. By the way, great show. Good job. Good job to you too, good man. Job, good job, good job. Eddie, final thought. Guys, I need uh, your prayers this weekend. Me and uh, kickoff Kevin here are the coaches for the Laker Bones. We have our first game on Saturday. Yes. Oh, my gosh, dude. We're playing the Wildcats. I told my boys, and Kevin, you were there. Guys, this is the first game of the season. This is going to set the tone for our season. We need a W. So we got our jerseys in yesterday. I'm putting the patches on them tonight. Nice. Dude, I'm so pumped. Uh, quick interruption here. The by the time you hear this, the Packers and Titans already be over. 
That game is Thursday night, so this will be... Good job, Adam. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is what happened. The Titans won again. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And they have really, really... They've, could you, they actually passed the ball pretty well for the first time. Yeah. You know, this whole year, it's been a lot of just run, and Tannehill's been out, but they, I think, just that one play... Where Derrick Henry ran for 130 yards on one play. Yeah. Did I see it? He ran backward. It was like Tech Mobile. Yeah. Ran backward, took his helmet off, peed in the corner, mm-hmm. put it back on, oh, and then ran and scored. It was all, I couldn't believe they gave him 130 yards. I'd never seen anything like that. The Titans win again is amazing. How about the Packers? They're back. Man, Aaron Rodgers, man. You want to hate him, but he's so good. He got that haircut on the sideline because <laughs> they were down seven. <laughs> and I saw the guy come up. I was like, why do they have clippers on the sideline? Mm. And they cut his hair, and he went out there with a haircut, and he was a different guy. Yeah, that's crazy. Wild. So congrats to the Packers. They're back, baby. Yeah. The Pack's back. They're back. All right, there's both options in case whatever happens happen. Playing both, though? Yeah. I mean, okay. who cares? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Kevin. My final thought actually has to do with our first game in this league happening this weekend as well. And Eddie came to me what you know, asking crap? if I could be a coach, assistant coach. Yeah, of course, man. I'll help you out. And then he drops the news on me a couple days ago. Hey, by the way, I'm going to miss uh, three games. I'll be out of town. So you think you can handle the three games that I'm out of town? <laughs> what, what's an assistant coach there for, dude? Exactly. All right, that's what he's for. That's exactly it. Bill Self, like what? He's out a few games, cheated, whatever. His assistant has to step up, cover for him. Well, they call Kevin, too. He was like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I got the Lego <laughs> no, bones. He got on a podcast and complained about it. <laughs> what a jerk. Do it. What? 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 It's funny is once Eddie loses all the games and you come in, Jeff Saturday, mm. Kevin Saturday, he starts yeah. winning. I get yeah. Wally pipped. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kevin Saturday shows up, <laughs> makes a difference. My son right. doesn't even want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> Kevin does a press conference. I know I can lead men. <laughs> yeah. uh, Adam, I don't find myself cheering for Auburn a whole lot, but it's hard not to get excited about Cadillac Williams. Anytime I see a guy go back to his alma mater and pick up the slack when they need him, I'm in for that. So Auburn, best of luck this weekend. I'm glad you put him on the parlay this week, Bobby. Uh, Cooper Cup to the IR, so he's going to be out at least four weeks. We thought that. My final thought, uh, I'll give you one more fantasy thing. If you can trade for Zeke now, I would. You may Does anyone want him? Week. Yeah, I would take him right now because you're going to pretty cheap. It's just a big, if, if you have the ability to get him and hold him for that risk, because they're going to run him. When he's healthy, they're going to run him. Oh, yeah. Uh, my final thought is about Qatar or Qatar, however you want to say it. It's been said both ways. What about it? That's where the World Cup is, and it's bizarre. They shouldn't have it, and it's bizarre, and I, I'm watching people go and just shoot in the street like a stand-up piece like a reporter doing nothing wrong and people show up and they're like nope they cover it up like you can't do it there are stories people taking pictures of just the logo there and they're like nope you can't do it they're shutting stuff down it's like they're making sure that certain things aren't seen from where they're having the world cup oh man things that aren't even controversial so what are they hiding that are controversial Hmm. like what's happening who are they killing i'm sorry where is cutter i believe it's in africa Cutter Africa? I think it's in the Middle East. Saudi? Which would be Africa, right? Asia. Well, really? Is all Middle East Africa? Asia? According to Google. Google map that. Man, I mean, sick. really, I've said Cutter probably 100 times in my life. I don't know where that is. Yeah, I don't either. That's why I said, I don't know. I thought but that's crazy, man. Is all Middle East Asia? <laughs> These Middle Eastern countries are part of the Asian continent, with the exception of Egypt, which is in Africa, the northern part of Turkey. Okay, so the Middle East is in both. But Mike's right. It is in Asia. Good job, Mikey. Thank you. We're, I'm looking at a map, and I still can't find Cutter. <laughs> it's like above Saudi Arabia, hey. below Iran. Oh, here we go. Keep zooming in with your fingers. Here we go. Yeah, it's 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 in between all those other places. I don't know where they are. Saudi Arabia and Iran? It's in, in between all those places I don't ever want to go either. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> in the Persian Gulf. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's weird over there, man. I'll root for the U.S. because I'm not a big soccer guy at all, but I'll root for the U.S. But it's dangerous. I probably wouldn't want to go cover that one. Mm-mm, probably not. Go USA though. Have go. a great, have a great week. Hey, uh, Kevin, why don't you blow us out, buddy? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Let's do it.